1: I'm ignoring what happened yesterday for the Astros. But on Saturday, the Astros no-hit the Yankees. A combined no-hitter with Christian Javier, Hector Neris, and Ryan Presley. The Yankees have been no-hit twice since 1958. Both have been combined no-hitters by the Astros. Um, And, Ed, you know what the best part about this was? Uh, MLB.TV works in Mexico, and I watched this on my phone while sitting in a pool. Really? Yes, I was surprised that it did, but you didn't it watch did, the whole and I was thing. very excited. You I, didn't watch I the whole did. Thing. I mean, it was on my phone next to the pool for the entire Is time.
0: Yeah. Is this a surprise to the fiance at all?
1: No, not at all. She, um, yeah, not at all. She wasn't exactly thrilled, but that's okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I was just going to ask that. How did she feel about you <laughs> basically working on your vacation? <laughs> well okay she didn't mind this as much because she was reading by the pool so she was perfectly fine with that I will say my cousin that got married the whole reason that I went at one point like I think it was the eighth inning like she came over to where we were sitting and was talking to us and I was like I know I've got to talk to you like at your wedding I'd want to talk to you but like the Astros are about to no hit the Yankees so let's speed this up real quick um (laughs) What my girlfriend was actually mad about is I was also watching the Astros game on Thursday night during the wedding reception.
0: Oh no! That okay? Yeah. The, now, now it's now it's like you've lost
1: it. <laughs>
0: the reception? No, It out at the pool. Was the wedding was already over?
1: Yeah, yeah. This was oh, this was. You don't need to talk to her after.
0: then. She's married. No. Tell her to talk to her husband.
1: Yeah, I'm still. T- <laughs> I
0: mean, <laughs> are they already not talking? I don't know how long this is gonna
1: last. Yeah, they gotta they gotta talk to everybody that's there. Jeez. It was great, but yeah, the reception's I, uh,
0: bad. I'll give I'll give your I give a, uh, Randy that the, the the reception's really bad. But the pool, I'll give you that, especially if it's a no hitter and you know it's a no hitter.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean it was. I listen, they got through the sixth or seventh inning, and I was like, hold on, now this is gonna be great if they actually pull this off, and they did. So I was I was very excited, and I was mainly excited that MLB TV worked in Mexico. That was the best part of the whole trip. I'm out. The Seahawks, close to trading for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Michael Balco reported that. Um, I'm curious, what do the Browns get for Baker Mayfield?
0: You got down here a third picker worse, probably. Can they get a three for him? And by the way, Pete Carroll, uh, Adam and I talked to this about this last week. We had a whole story about Pete Carroll saying, no, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> we're good at quarterback. I don't know what everyone's talking about. They're not fine at quarterback
1: they have talked up drew lock oh. so much this off season. and trading for Baker Mayfield is going to be one of the funniest things yes. because they haven't even had drew lock that long and there's probably like 15 quotes on how this guy is the the future and this guy is going to be great and they're going to go get Baker Mayfield on the compensation I'm I'm very curious to see because quarterbacks are very valuable and normally get traded for ridiculous amounts of draft capital but the Browns have zero leverage in the Baker Bayfield situation. And I am fascinated to see, do the Seahawks still end up giving up a second round pick? with a second rounder? Or is this a fifth round pick because Cleveland just has yeah, absolutely no leverage? they have no, no
0: leverage at all. I don't know if I'd give them a second rounder.
1: Right, I don't think I would either because he would probably have been traded by now if yeah. they could get a second. So I'm fascinated to see what they get because it's a quarterback, but they have zero leverage when trying to trade him. That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. (laughs) Eight were ejected from the Angels-Mariners game on Sunday. Uh, So this actually started Saturday night. Seattle almost hit Mike Trout in the head in Saturday's game in the ninth inning. Fastball up near his head. Trout fell down to get out of the way. Then on Sunday, the Angels put in a rookie. Andrew wants to start the game. Now, apparently, he was just going to do the whole opener thing where he throws maybe two innings and then they go to a bullpen day. Uh, He threw at Julio Rodriguez in the first inning, and then he hit Jesse Winker in the second inning. Winker then charged the dugout, not the mound. He charged the Mariners dugout after, I don't know who he was yelling at, but yelling at somebody. And benches cleared. There were actual punches thrown. This was not just a, Hey, let's run and yell at each other's face. There were actual punches thrown by guys here. This was a legitimate baseball fight.
0: It was beautiful. Uh, by the way, what is Rendon getting in the fight for with his hand in a cast? I don't that's know. not even fair. Got- that's not even fair. He's trying to hit people with a cast. You got to stay <laughs> out. If you got the cast on your hand. that's an unfair advantage.
1: That can't be, uh, advised by his doctor, right?
0: Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. Um, let's see so Jesse winker afterwards you see his quote he goes i'm only apologizing for flipping fans and uh, off they deserve better they pay i shouldn't flip uh, women and children off but i'm not going to apologize for anything else
1: so i i don't know has there ever been a more obvious throwing at somebody situation where no and they angels, didn't throw
0: they didn't throw him out right away either
1: yeah where the angels they start a, a rookie as an opener, like, if you're going to get a pitcher ejected for throwing at somebody, you might as well prepare for the bullpen day to start with, and that's what the Angels did. Yeah. And then he threw at two people. He threw. He did not hit Julio Rodriguez in the first, and I wonder if he went back to the dugout and they were like, hey, you better hit somebody this <laughs> inning. And he actually hit Jesse Winker. And here's the other part. I, I don't think I, – I don't know if Jesse Winker actually talked about it afterwards, but he didn't charge the mound. I don't think Winker was actually mad at the pitcher. I think Jesse Winker understood. Oh, they told him to do that. I'm going after the people that told him. Right, he charged right. the dugout. He didn't go after. I mean, he yelled at the pitcher a little bit. Yeah, but he went after the dugout. Which yeah, is they didn't have to. They didn't have favorite. to
0: really hold him back to go after the pitcher because he wasn't going after him. He was just kind no. of to walk towards him, and the ump was trying to hold him back. He's like, he's not even running there. And then he turns to the dugout and he goes at them.
1: And by the way, what like what are we doing? Stop throwing at people. Like I don't understand why this is such like a prevalent part of the game where it's like, oh, one of your pitches got away against Mike Trout, we're gonna throw at you next game. Like what? Who cares? Yeah. Like that's just beat the Angels the or beat the Mariners the next day. I I don't know. I don't get it. I, I don't understand why this is still the thing to do. Like oh, we're gonna throw a baseball at you. That's gonna be your punishment. It's ridiculous.
0: And how about uh, how about the loon, uh, uh, Rocio Iglesias? What was he doing <laughs> after it's, well, after all, it's over. all over? Everybody's what, back what's in this their nut dugouts. job doing?
1: <laughs> he throws like a pallet of sunflowers onto
0: the field and starts pointing at people.
1: <laughs> go, go
0: back to the dugout; it's already done.
1: I uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I just got off the see. <laughs> The Las Vegas Aces have lost two games in a row. They lost over the weekend, 87-86 to the Washington Mystics. First time they've lost two in a row all year. Here's my, um, I don't know if concern is the right word, but I'll use concern for the time being. The Aces' last two games, very small sample size, their defensive rating is 105.5. That would rank 11th of 12 WNBA teams. Their defense has not been good in the last two games of the season. The Aces overall this year only rank 6th in defensive rating every year that bill lambier was the head coach here they were first or second in defensive rating that's what they were really good at this year they're sixth, which is middle of the pack in a 12-team wnba we've talked about the depth before the offense has been incredible they're number one in offensive rating they've been excellent on that end becky hammond has done so much to make this team great offensively but if they are going to be middle of the pack defense that could be a reason they don't win the WNBA title. If they, Their offense might not be good enough to carry the sixth best defense in the WNBA. They probably need that to get up to third or fourth best defense have, around there to win a title. Have
0: you watched many of their games? I want to know what you think about uh, this. Yeah, I was texting I, Sam back and forth. They seem really bad or late on rotations. Like The, yeah. the other night, the Mystics had so many wide – even off ball screen defense on Plum, she was kind of late, like sagging back and like – they don't seem very good, like rotating at all, because when I saw the Mystics the other night, I'm like, all these threes are wide open. It was weird. I'm like, and I'm Texas. Sam's at the game. I'm like, well, what's going on? And he goes, yeah, they're not very good defensively.
1: I I did not watch the game this weekend against the Mystics, but I, I'd be curious to pay a little bit more attention. When Lambeer was here, they were a very, they were, they emphasized sagging into the paint. They did not want to give up layups. And so when Lambeer was here, they gave up threes a lot too when Lambeer was here. I'll pay more attention. They play a weird zone. I think it's a box she, and one, she but I'm tried not that sure. the other
0: night for about, I wanna say, eight to ten possessions. When they kept giving up threes, which then she went to the zone. Um, but she did try the, with the zone you're talking about, but it's a funky zone. It I, I right. don't know if it's a box and one or if it's a zone and then it goes to man. I don't know, really know. I can't tell what it is, but she tried that for like eight to ten possessions and then she just came out of it.
1: Yeah. Though and Maybe that'll somehow be the answer at some point in a postseason series. But like that is like there's this team's been very good. There's two things that could derail them. The depth and not having it right. That they only basically have five starters. Right. And defensively, are they going to be good enough in a series to win the WNBA title? Those are the two potential trip ups right now for what is still, despite the two losses, the best team in the WNBA. What do you think? Lights FC beat Phoenix Rising on Friday, 3-2. to Three straight wins for Lights. They're in a playoff spot right now. They're in seventh in the West. Top eight go. And this is how tight the West is right now. Lights FC are three points away from third, and they're four points ahead of 11th. So, like, one bad week, and they might be in 12th. One good week, and they might, might be, be in third. third place. So, yeah. that's uh, Good it's, for Lights uh, FC. Yeah. So, we'll see if they can continue to went string together some wins here. I think three in a row might be the most they've ever had. I'll you, have to go double check that.
0: You missed the water balloon toss?
1: I did. I was not here for water balloon toss. I, I was at it last year, and it was very fun. One of the more fun, um, <laughs> whatever, halftime things that they do. You looking I for the youngest person
0: in the world to throw it ahead?
1: Oh, I was just chucking it into the crowd, hitting those people instead. <laughs> but it is very fun. One of the best ones they've done. But I did miss it. That was uh, their last game on Friday. But they won, and they're in a playoff spot. They can make the playoffs i'll be very excited
2: yeah great question yeah again great question
1: also some soccer news gareth bale is signing with lafc gareth bale's played for tottenham real madrid he's only 32 years old right there's this stigma that players come to major league soccer when they're retiring but he's 32 and he's on a 12-month deal with lafc now first off we need to somehow get him on a loan deal with lights fc we need gareth bale playing in las vegas but I actually think we'd have to cheer against him because he's from Wales and the United States plays Wales in the World Cup. And if Gareth Bale is really good, he could be the reason. The United States doesn't get out of the group stage, and I don't want that to happen. So I hope Gareth Bale is very bad.
0: Uh, I think uh, Alex Ovechkin is better. Did you see that? Oh, my God. That was awesome. He scored. I I, I mean, that was weird. But, I mean, then he's knocking people over.
1: It was fantastic. Boy, that was great. I saw this video. On Twitter and I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? Did he retire to go play soccer? And <laughs> he apparently he signed a one day contract to play with this team yes. in Moscow yeah. and they just played a random summer friendly against a kinda not real opponent, but he's still scoring. Yeah. And I don't I don't think this was Vladimir Putin plays hockey where they let him score situation. No. I no. think that was a legitimate Alex Ovechkin scored a goal.
0: Yes, he scored a goal. Uh is, little left is, foot shot.
1: Is there an alternate timeline where Alex Ovechkin is just this big beefy awesome <laughs> soccer player? That?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> did you see how huge he looked like <laughs> knocking that one poor guy over? That
1: guy was about 5'4". Hey. That's what happens when you try to put a shoulder in Ovechkin and Oh he'll just my, give you a back and that send you poor to the kid just got drilled. Oh, that that's that was one of the incredible videos of the weekend. Oh, yeah. I, and and me and I again, I did not have any idea what was happening. I was like, did he retire to go play soccer? (laughs) I had no, I just saw a clip of him scoring and a clip of him running a dude over and was was very confused, but enjoyed all of it. All right, coming up next, is Deshaun Watson going to get more than a year-long suspension?
0: We're back to the press box with Grainy and Bischoff.
1: Ed, do you think Deshaun Watson's getting more than a year suspension?
0: I don't know if he's getting more than the year, but you and I talked about this in terms of indefinite. Um, when you say indefinite suspension is the players association going to go hard at that and, and, and try to uh, you know nail them down on a certain amount of months or a year because when you say indefinite my god obviously if they're saying that they're under the and I think you said this they're under the assumption that more stuff can be coming so you just say well it's indefinite yeah. because you know we don't know how many more women could come forward now
1: yeah from the NFL perspective, Um, this is exactly what they need. And it was uh, Andrew uh, Beaton who had the story uh, that was basically the NFL is going to push for an indefinite suspension with a minimum of one year. So basically Watson would be out uh, this season and then the NFL would essentially decide next offseason or something like that um, if he would come back in the 2023 season or if he would get suspended for even longer and if you're the nfl that's that's the best case scenario for the nfl because that keeps deshaun watson from playing this year and that gives him a punishment and it also keeps him off the field while there are potentially more headlines but it also gives you time in case there is more or the four women that have not settled yet remember 20 of the 24 did but there's still four that did not if something comes up in their cases uh with that are supposedly going to happen after this upcoming football season. That gives the NFL time to actually see more of what's going to happen and what to do with Deshaun Watson. But, like you said, the Players Association, I assume, has to fight that. I mean, oh I don't, yeah, I,
0: especially the word inde- indefinite. What does that mean?
1: Right, I don't think you can. I think if you're the Players Association, you got to be like, "Hey, there's got to be a timeline on this. You can't just be suspending guys and not telling them for how long. You've got to give us a reason or and a timeline here." And hey, indefinite suspension doesn't fly for us. I have to imagine the Players Association would fight that, even though it's Deshaun Watson, and because that was the other question is like, if the NFL did hit him with a year long, year long minimum indefinite suspension. Who would be against that? Like, Deshaun Watson, obviously, well, the Browns, but, like, is... Like, I, think I feel the like Players
0: Association, would, whether they're against it or not, feel that they have to rep the guy.
1: Right, right. And so, but it's like, it, it feels like from the NFL perspective, it's a very easy thing to do because everyone's going to agree with you except for Watson and the Browns, and the Players Association might fight you back on that, but it just feels like from a public perception, that's the obvious and easy thing to do, and the NFL... If they can do that, should do that, and that'll be the best thing the NFL can do in this uh, yeah. scenario.
0: I just, I, I mean, what, what, what are you thinking if you're the Cleveland Browns and the contract you gave this guy?
1: Oh my God!
0: I mean, you gave him that much guaranteed money. He'll be out another year, and I don't know how long that, how long else is he's talking about. Good, Danny.
1: Um, I, it just popped in my head. Do you think they're possibly using the word indefinite as a way to say? He's got to be out for a year, but maybe he has to apply for reinstatement at the end of that year, and the NFL is going to look at what he's done over the last year to kind of um, make amends and correct the problems that he's caused?
0: I mean, I think it could be that, but I also think what Tyler said is right in that they are, I'm scared to the wrong word, but they're interested to see what happens with these cases and who else comes forward. I mean, if you say indefinite, you're, I mean, it could be more than a year. It could be like, oh, we're going to keep you out two years because, like he said, I think these cases, I mean, these cases drag on in court forever. I mean, they could just, you know, if, if one side wants to drag it on. I assume, though, I, I don't know why either side would want to drag it on, especially Watson's side, because the more it drags on, the more he's suspended, right? I mean, I if I'm yeah. them, I'm like, hey, we'll do this tomorrow and we'll see what, you know, we'll see what everyone has.
1: And oh, here, here's the thing from the Deshaun Watson side we don't know how much money. Uh, was given out to the 20 of the 24 women that he settled for. But we do know his attorney said that if there was ever a settlement, that everything would be made public and nobody would have to sign like a and non-disclosure yeah, yeah. agreement. And yet that's exactly what they're doing here. They are not making it public and they're not going to talk about it. But if you were if you were Deshaun Watson this entire time and your objective was simply to play football as soon as possible you would have tried to settle all of these things immediately yes um, cuz yes. like imagine if back i don't I don't remember when we got up to 22 right the two there were two new ones uh in june but i don't remember when we got up to 22 but if if Deshaun Watson had settled with all but four of the women in february or whenever that was then we wouldn't still be talking about those 18, 20 cases. Now we'd still, there still would be a lot of news because there might be four women that did not settle that refused to settle or whatever the, the situation they're in is. But like, if he had simply settled all of these, then Deshaun Watson might be back in the NFL yeah. in week one. Bad like, decision that by been the, the lawyers. Case. But yeah, and they him. were, and him, they were all about, Oh, got to clear my name. Right. We're not going to settle. Like, if if that's the if your objective is to clear your name, then don't settle. Go to go to court and try to prove yeah. your innocence. But if your objective was to play football, they totally blew this. I mean, completely ruined this. And you look at I'll say this: there is a chance here that the the Sean Watson trading contract is the worst, not only in the NFL but in all of American pro sports, because Cleveland gave up three first round picks to acquire. Deshaun Watson and then in a sport where like nobody gets fully guaranteed deals they gave Deshaun Watson 230 million dollars fully guaranteed and if he gets paid 230 million dollars fully guaranteed and gets suspended for a whole season that's pretty brutal for more than one season that's going to be unbelievably bad from the Browns and that doesn't even include trading for the guy who was sexually assaulting massage therapists. Like, that doesn't even include the bad part of it. That's just the football side of it. They traded for a guy sexually assaulting massage and knew about it. Like, the Texans, maybe the Texans can feign ignorance. Maybe they can be like, we didn't know he was doing that, right? But the Cleveland Browns cannot. Everybody knew what happened here, and the Cleveland Browns still traded for him.
0: If he's suspended, he gets no money this
1: year? So, uh, Pro Football Talk had a story that said if he gets a, a full one season suspension, his contract gets just pushed back a year. So he would so not start. get paid this season, and he would start his contract would start in twenty twenty three. Well, for five seasons if he's playing, right. And again, I, I guess if he gets suspended for two full seasons, does it get pushed back yeah. again? Like, I I don't I don't know exactly how that works. I would have thought that you get suspended, your contract is active, right you 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 get paid your money, although if he gets suspended without, paying. Well, did not get? get
0: paid. I think he got paid last year.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't I mean, suspended last year. The Texans just sort of true, agreed true. To keep he wasn't officially suspended,
0: so they yeah. just agreed to keep him off, so they paid him anyway.
1: Yeah, and so by the way, on the, the the football side of this, the other part on the Browns and this trade being bad, if he's suspended for all of this season, he will have gone two full seasons without playing football, and then if they get this whole indefinite thing. He might get suspended into 2023, all of – I don't know, maybe all of 2023. Are the Browns really going to have a quarterback that hasn't played for two, maybe three full football Giving him that kind of
0: much money guaranteed? Like – And they won't he, have Baker. He'll have been traded.
1: Yeah. It's like, they. this could go down as the worst trade in American sports history. Do you
0: think because this report came out, and I don't know what they thought or what the NFL would do, that the NFL is looking at indefinite for at least a year – now they back off on Baker. I mean, you're really going to move him for like a fifth round if you think this guy's out the entire year?
1: Well, Or maybe they the don't problem- think
0: Baker would show up or, or right. wants nothing to do with them anymore.
1: I think that's the problem is Baker Mayfield is not going to play for the Cleveland Browns. And right. so I think that's the issue there. I think if you, if you were the Browns, and Deshaun Watson's done for the year. You would love to have Baker Mayfield yes. back, but I don't think Baker Mayfield wants to come back and Baker Mayfield might be willing to take all the fines or whatever it is and just not play. And they, they did sign Jacoby Brissett who you're not like winning the Super Bowl with Jacoby Brissett, but they have a competent backup quarterback. They have a guy that you should feel fine starting in the NFL in Jacoby Brissett. So it's not like they're turning over to whoever the hell the Raiders backup is now that they traded 16 picks to the, uh, Patriots for but like they've got a legitimate backup quarterback that they can play so I would be surprised if Baker actually plays there alright coming up next Ken Bulky joins the show
0: live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las
1: Vegas Studios
0: this is the Press Box with Grainy and Bischoff
1: joining us now from Vegas is Ken Bulkey. uh Ken Riley Smith is a Golden Knight for a few more years, most likely here, if we believe some reporting. Who does that mean is gone from the roster, though?
2: I think there are four main people that are probably gone. Well, wait, there's one person before I get to the four, and that's probably Loren Berçoise. I don't see any way that he's on the team for the entire year. But the four are Alec Martinez, Max Pacioretty, William Carlson, or Jonathan Marcia. So you got to pick one of the four
1: which one would you pick if it was your choice and, and the trade value is irrelevant. Which one hurts the team the least to get rid of?
2: Probably Alec Martinez. Cause he's old. Uh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't there for most of the season last year. I think that he's defensive defenseman. I think he's a little bit more replaceable. I don't think that the Cassidy system is going to get as much offense out of him uh, as we saw at the Boer. So I think that that hurts the least, but he's, also a heck of a guy and really good for the locker room. So,
0: Who hurts the most, Pacioretty?
2: I actually think it would be so just because of the length of time that they'd be losing him. A Pacioretty, when out there, it seems to be better than so but doesn't seem to be out there as often. So just because of the time. But then again, I could make the argument for Carlson, even though he's coming off down year, you need centers. You need good centers, and he's, can be their lockdown center. He's supposed to be the Bergeron now that they have Cassidy, but we'll see.
1: Who do you think is most likely of those four that actually gets moved?
2: Uh, Actually, the one that I haven't really mentioned as much, Pacioretty. I I think that with one year left, the injury concerns, with the value that they can potentially get, it'll actually free up some space for them to do something else to kind of change their roster a little bit. I think he's the most likely of them to go. But, But I think that there's a more likely scenario than that too, which is possibly putting Leonard on a LTAR to open the season and then playing this game again.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say well game. I was gonna say is <laughs> Leonard, Leonard even on the block.
2: I don't think he's on the block. I think he's going to be the starting goalie down the road whenever he happens to be healthy. If that's day one, then Bressois goes and I think Thompson steps in behind him. But if he's not ready to go, I could see them hanging on to Brassois having Thompson and Brassois start, and then once they get to the point that they have Leonard ready, then they'll just see what they're at then. And if they're in LTIR still, they'll keep putting the injured guys on the LTIR again and playing the game again.
1: Okay, hold on, hold on. Are there any more Shea Webbers? Are there any more broken bodies of retired <laughs> no. players that they can trade That's- for?
2: That won't even matter. They can acquire all of those. As many of those as they acquire won't make all that much of a difference. It'll just be harder to get out of that down the road when we get into to the point where they need to.
0: <laughs> Do you believe this many teams are interested in Nick Hague?
2: Um, yeah, I think they are. I, I think he's just the fact that he's uh, on a contract that he's ready for a new deal, but he doesn't have arbitration rights. You can force him into a, nine hundred thousand dollar deal i don't think that's necessarily what these other teams are looking for but he's about a three million dollar player right now i think if you look at what type of player he could potentially become big guy has some offense to his game certainly has the skating to to show that he can play in the nhl i think there's a there's a potential steal there i don't think the golden knights are in in a great place to deal in though because He's the one option that could potentially be on the roster that makes under a million dollars, that makes a huge impact on your team. So they are almost in a situation where they have to keep him and give him that bad contract and make him choke on it, which sucks for him, but there's not a lot he can do.
1: Can he get offer sheeted? Yes. Do you think anybody would?
2: Just the history of offer sheets tells me no. I mean, Yes, in in a, in a world in which offer sheets were were a real thing, like they should be, the point of the offer sheet is so that a guy like Nick Cage has some leverage. Yes, he should be because if you give him two and a half million dollars or so, it's something along that line, you're only giving up a third round pick, and I think that's a steal. He might take that for multiple years based on the fact that he's going to be pushed into a cheap deal this year. So. I think he's a good candidate to get it, but just the history of offer sheets never happening leads me to believe that it won't.
0: Yeah. It's not, I, I think it happens much more in basketball, right? It's not a big hockey, uh, uh, predominantly, uh, popular thing on the sheets.
2: Yeah. There's been like two in, in the last, since the Golden Knights have been a team and they've both involved Montreal and, and, uh, Carolina. They did the Sebastian Ajo one, which then Carolina matched. And then, They went out and retaliated, I put that in quotes, and got, uh, what's the kid's name? I can't remember his name. Todd that's his name.
1: Um, Are the Colorado Avalanche going to be a roadblock for the Golden Knights in this maybe three-year window they have to win a Stanley Cup? Yes, a massive
2: roadblock. Look (laughs) at their cap situation, it's ridiculous.
1: If you're the Golden Knights right now, does that matter? Like, obviously they're all in, but like, do you look at it and say, uh oh, there's a team that's younger and better than us? We're kind of screwed for three years here.
2: No, it can't. It can't. Because what are you going to do? Like, we're going to start over now after we traded for Jack Eichel just because we suddenly figured out that Colorado's good. Like, I, I can't imagine they didn't know that. A couple days ago or a couple months ago or whenever. I mean, they still have it in their back pocket that they beat them. I'm a little concerned that that might have been a DeBoer win. Like, that's the one thing that I really stuck my neck out and said, like, that was DeBoer. Beating Colorado was DeBoer. And now it's like, well, you don't have him anymore. <laughs> so, but, but what do you I mean? What are you going to do? Like, there's really no option. Like, let's plan on being good when Kale McCarr's 30. Like, uh, that's a problem. So, yeah, I just don't think there's a good option to get around it. You're going to have to beat them, and good luck.
0: I mean, is there any surety that they're even the second-best team yet, depending on what they're going to do with the roster?
2: um, Not not in the league, certainly. I mean, watch Tampa. They were right there, and they're going to have a bunch of people coming back. I think there's some other teams in the Eastern Conference. In the West, I think they're probably still near the top in the West. But but like you said, the the roster still needs to be figured out, like – there's still $5 million over. over. Like Nick Waugh's going to get 3000000 million. They're going to have to figure out what to do with Haig. He may not even play for two and a half months or whatever it happens to be, which I think is the best move for him. So there's still some uh, dissecting to do, and they're going to get worse in dissecting.
1: You think Nick Haig could sit out as long as he can to try to not uh, play for $900,000?
2: I think he has to. I don't think there's any other option. I think you, you force the issue and you – hope that things go your way and they finally crack and you make your extra money because you're, he's, he's 20, I think he's 22 years old. Now he's at a situation in his life where he's entitled, at least based on the history of the NHL, he's entitled to six to $8 million. And if you play a year out at 900,000 and something goes wrong, you may have wasted, you know, life-changing money.
0: Are we going to see the best Mark Stone again?
2: I think you will. It's just for how long? I think, I mean, you see the history of this type of surgery Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Like, they guys have gotten back to being their elite self, but then also all of those guys are injured all the time or not playing at all. Or apparently one of them's retiring. That makes me sad, but I don't think he's actually retiring. We'll see. Please come back, <laughs> Ron. But. I mean, it's uh, yeah. I think you're going to get elite Mark Stone for periods of time. It's just how how well did they sew up his back or whatever they do? I don't. I'm not a doctor, but th- these these are reoccurring. He will have another back surgery. Just when?
1: What week does Tom Brady call Rob Gronkowski to come out of retirement?
2: Well, I think they might be one and three. So I mean, maybe week one five. One and three.
1: Oh boy. Jeez. Yeah. One the, and the, three. That was
2: brutal. They're, they're at Dallas. And then they play at the Saints, and they never beat the Saints, although Camara might be suspended, so that's good. And then it's it's uh, Kansas City and Green Bay at home.
1: Sounds like 4-0. Oh. What, what are you worried about? <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. What are you, what are you concerned about? It's, has Tom Brady ever started 1-3? No, he's never
2: even been 0-2. Oh yeah,
1: I was like, you're fine. You're fine. There's no okay, worries well, at all.
2: I'm nervous. I'm uh, still
1: a Buccaneer fan.
2: We had a long time. Whatever.
1: Who wins a cup first? Gerard Gallant, Pete DeBoer, the Golden Knights.
2: Ooh, good question. Give me Turk. I'm going with Gallant. I, I think that that team's on the right path. They're there's That team might be one of the second or third best teams in the league in the next few years. They have a bunch of cap space. They got a, a lot of young kids coming up. They got to make the right decisions. They've done so pretty good so far. Uh, you know, they're going to have to get over the hump of whatever it is that Gerard Gallant does to teams after two and a half years or whatever that is. Like, I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he gets fired out of nowhere. That seems to be a thing to do. Uh, DeBoer, I think, is going to do the same thing. I think Dallas is going to be a little bit better. And then three years from now, they're going to get rid of him because he, quote-unquote, lost the room, or really, they just got old.
0: Uh, is there anyone we should feel more sorry for than Corey Perry?
2: No, he won before. <laughs> I feel way more sorry for pierre Edward Delmar.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, that's right, pierre Edward. He
2: was on Colorado.
0: Yeah, last year. It's horrible. You
2: switch. Oh, no, you go to the team that's won back-to-back cups, and then they, the other, your team beats you. It's brutal. Oh, man,
1: eh, he'll live. He'll be okay. I will mean, not
2: it feel Perry bad. It on. was a long time ago, but like Perry won way back. Yeah, you lost three in a row, but he's he, he. he'll be fine. As long as your name's on the thing, that's my thing. Is that once you get your name on the thing once, like you're good.
1: Yeah, but they take the rings off. You got to get another. Oh, times you'll as be dead by then. <laughs> 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 He's Ken Bulky from <laughs> Vegas. You'll be dead by the time your name comes off the Stanley Cup. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> See ya. That was pretty good. All right. We got tickets to give away. If you want right. to go to WWE Wrestling, we got two tickets for WWE Money in the Bank coming Saturday, July 2nd to MGM Grand Garden. That's two tickets to WWE Money in the Bank. You can buy tickets at axs.com now or win a pair from us right here 702-364-1100 is the phone number 702-364-1100 is the number we'll take caller number seven you'll get a pair of tickets to WWE money in the bank
2: I mean do you see Kaepernick coming back I mean he no he tried out no. with the Raiders recently but I heard the tryout wasn't all that great I heard it was a disaster I heard it was one of the worst workouts ever I'm wondering how the hell this happened and the tape didn't get out right I mean, somebody wasn't over the bow, over the fence, or nothing. Come on, man. We we live in a world right now where you put a drone up. Hey, it ain't like they can stop you. They ain't gonna stop the workout. Tell me, there's a drone up here. We don't know who this is. I mean, what? Come on, let's 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 run this. They don't even send them up the the, the ladder anymore. You remember we go out to practice? Send a guy up the thing. He's shooting practice off. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
1: That was Warren Sapp talking about Colin Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders, saying it was a disaster. Now, Warren Sapp's agent uh, texted Mike Florio, and Mike Florio reported this from his agent. I guess Warren Warren didn't talk to the GM or the head coach. I spoke to Dave Ziegler several times, and he said they all thought Cap was in great shape and threw the ball really well and encouraged any team to call him about the workout, and he would tell them the same. I'm surprised Warren would say that because it's not true, and you would think he would want Cap on a team.
0: Yeah, the first thing I thought of is who did Warren Sapp really talk to? Right. I heard. What what does that mean? Like from a fourth source? I mean, and each source it gets worse. I mean, I, I didn't put much stock in Warren Sapp. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, nothing against them. But when you say I heard on a private (laughs) workout, I'd love to know who you were talking to.
1: Can I? Okay. Oftentimes, when we sort of talk about uh, stories in sports that have some sort of element of reporting or sourcing or whatever, we often kind of talk about like. Where do we think it came from? Or why report this? Or why would somebody tell a reporter that? Why would Warren Sapp? And I know he's a former football player uh, doing media stuff. So it's not like he's a, you know, the normal breaking news NFL reporter guy. But why would Warren Sapp, if he did lie, lie about Colin Kaepernick's workout? Like, what would be the benefit of saying, oh, that was a disaster? Like, is there something he gains from that?
0: I don't know. To pretend he's an insider? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why why he would say that um, at all. Uh, and again, unless you're hearing it from Dave Ziegler or Josh McDaniels, I, I don't know why you would go out and, and, and say that about the guy. I mean, I don't know if he has a problem with Colin Kaepernick. Um, I don't know Warren Sapp at all. So I don't know why he would go out and say that. I don't Are know you what the surprised? Point is.
1: Yeah, I I don't either. Are you surprised there hasn't been another workout for Kaepernick? Are you surprised? I guess it was I'm the surprised. For the I Raiders guess I'm surprised at no. that.
0: Although, although how many were there before the Raiders for a long, long no. time? So yeah. maybe it was just you know I know Mark Davis liked him. Um, Mark Davis said if there was any way you know they could get him in for a workout that they would that they were not gonna um, they they might be the team to kind of open the door and they were to give him the workout, um, but. We'll see. Look, if if they get into preseason games where the backups play most of the time, and they have some issues there, and they're looking and like, oh, we don't know, we don't know about these guys backing up Carr. Maybe maybe it changes and they'll go at them. But I don't, I never thought that they were going to sign him until they saw what they had. Really, with the other two guys, I didn't think that made much sense. So we'll see. I mean, they haven't played a game yet, but we're going to see those backups a lot because <laughs> those are the ones who are usually play in the, in the games, except for week three. Um, we're going to supposedly see the backups.
1: You can and you can include the Raiders in this, but even beyond the Raiders, any team right now that doesn't have like a, a legitimate backup quarterback or maybe like a rookie or second year guy they just drafted that maybe they want to get a look at, but any team whose backup quarterback spot isn't very good, why wouldn't you work out Colin Kaepernick to see what he has in the situation you said in case you get into the preseason and your backups suck? Like I, I guess I don't get the 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 legitimate downside to working Colin Kaepernick out, especially now after the Raiders already did it, you wouldn't be the first team anymore. You would be the second or the third or the fourth, however many teams it would be. Like if your backup quarterback is not a guy, if it's not Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland, right? Or the Raiders had Mariota last year, right? A guy who's like, okay, we know that guy can start in the NFL. Why wouldn't you work him out to at least see, okay, if our backup sucks or hell, if our starter gets hurt, We want to know if you're a legitimate option to be signed to our football team and help us win. Why
0: wouldn't you do that if you're Seattle right now?
1: Yeah. Or they love Drew Locke they love
0: Well, they love Drew Locke. That's right. (laughs) I forgot about that. They love Drew Locke.
1: Actually, if they're – we'll see if they trade for Baker. But right now, if they're starting Drew Locke, they still have Geno Smith there, right?
0: In fact, last week, the story was, uh, ins- he insinuated, Pete Carroll insinuated, if they started today, Gina would be the guy, oh. and he was saying how, but he thought how Drew Locke could catch up during uh, during training camp and, and preseason <laughs> games. That was kind of his, his uh, big, big statement last week. He really went out on a limb last week and oh. said he loves both of them.
1: My God. If I they're know. not tanking, which they probably should be, even though their coach is ancient, if they're not tanking, I don't understand why they haven't traded for Baker Mayfield now like yeah. why has that not happened just even if the browns are holding out for a third round pick just give him the third round yeah. rounder like who like you're you're not going to miss that third rounder you're getting a quarterback in return and good guy and if there's in all seriousness with Baker Mayfield there is some upside there like he could legitimately have a good season and you could be like oh we we can actually do something here I, he's not going to be the reason you win the super bowl but he could have some legitimate upside much more than Drew Lock and Geno Smith <laughs> We've seen Drew Locke. That guy's not any good. No. We've actually seen Baker Mayfield play well before in the league. Well,
0: I'm also surprised, like you said, I'm surprised no one's given him a second uh because now you don't have to be the first team, just like you said. Yeah. You don't you don't have to be, hey, uh oh, those guys went out of a limb and they brought him in. Now it's like, well, the Raiders brought him in, so we'll bring him in too. And
1: it is I don't know. I mean, I know there's absolutely insane people and everybody likes to yell on Twitter, but like I cannot imagine legitimate fans of a football team, like seeing Kaepernick work out for their favorite team and the team just saying, yeah, we want to see if he can help us win football games and being like, yeah, I, I want to know if Colin Kaepernick can help my team win a football game. Yeah. Like, and also like, why would you not want that if you were the the fan base in charge of it? And that to me, or it, not in charge of it, but if you're the fan base, that's what I would want too. And then it brings me to the question of, is this just simply a matter of owners or general managers, or head coaches across the league not liking Colin uh, Kaepernick?
0: I think it's a matter of more owners and GMs. Because if I'm a coach and I think the guy can help me, I want to bring him in. Yeah. All, that, that's all ca- coaches care about. Yeah. You know, who's the best guy? How many games can I win? Now, again, like you said, it's different if you're tanking and the coach knows it. Like, if, the, if that's kind of right. been made, hey, we're going to tank here, we're going to rebuild, then it's like, okay, let's not bring him in. But most coaches say, well, if my guys stink... And then we think, that at least let's bring him in for a workout. I mean, what's going to the harm of that? I think it's more owners, team management who kind of back off on him. I don't think coaches do. I think coaches want to win. They don't care. They just want to yeah. play. They just <laughs> want the best guys. They don't care what the guy's done or what the perception is.
1: Unless you're Jack Del Rio. Then you got to hold press. Oh, that's right. Tweets you yeah and get fined for it. Oh, Jack Del Rio. What a guy.